Oh, that's too risky. That's too fun. We might score on that play. Let's not run it. Like, why? My name is Jeff. What are we talking about? Uh, Probably hockey, since your basketball career I don't think is going to take off anytime soon. No, it's terrible. Hey, gang. Matt here with No Brains, No Headache podcast. This week we have Jared Spooner of Minnesota State Mankato Hockey, followed by Headlines. Cleary's comments, I think I'm getting dumber, Olympics of worse jobs, and to finish it off, we have mini helmet fantasy football. Let's get it on. After a 28-11 loss to the Indianapolis Colts, the Minnesota Vikings are off to an 0-2 start for the first time under coach Mike Zimmer. And one thing I can tell you with confidence, being 0-2 is not good. So I'm not giving up on them, unlike every unloyal, piece-of-shit Vikings fan, air quotes. So listen here, people, and you know who you are. This is a true test of your patience and courage, and a lot of you are floundering, so buck up. Here's my game recap, and this is why everybody's upset. (laughs) For once, I want to root for a team with some big-ass balls, man. Earlier in the game... They had a beautiful drive, get to the goal line, and they didn't go for it on fourth and goal. For once, I want my goddamn team to go for it on fourth. It was early in the game. It was 0-0. Granted, it was from about the 3-4 yard line, so it was a stretch. Do you not have a play in the arsenal for a guaranteed 3 or 4 yards? If you're the Minnesota Vikings, the answer is no. Matt, did you want to dive in at all? Well, I I saw a stat from the Minnesota Vikings that... They got a safety against them this week, correct? That's two weeks in a row. It's actually three going back to week 17 last year. Wow. But you think about it, on the three or four yard line, they don't get that. The other team's backed up on the three or four. What are the chances they're going to go 96 yards against the Vikings defense? Pretty good. Pretty good, but... Give them a chance, at least. You got to give your team a spark with no fans. I mean... Where do you go from here? If it's it's if you settle for that, you're gonna settle for if you're gonna settle for mediocrity, and that's not good for any team. Exactly, you have to take chances to be a Super Bowl contending team, and unfortunately, Mike Zimmer and his team, they don't have the confidence, they don't have the fucking talent or the stamina right now to do that. So, uh, another thing about the game, it was the same old shit where the Vikings lollygag the whole second and third quarter. With no sense of urgency. I actually fell asleep at one point. This game was so boring. But there was only a 15-point gap between the two teams for an extended period of time. That's only two scores, and there was no play calling acting as if, hey, we're still in this game. They are calling plays like it was the very first kickoff, and they had a fresh 60 out of them. Does Zimmer call the plays now that What's-His-Face is gone? I think Gary Kubiak calls the plays. But I th- I honestly think, and I'm glad you brought that up, I honestly think Mike Zimmer just has, like, a cap on these plays where it's like, oh, that's too risky, that's too fun. We might score on that play. <laughs> Let's not run it. Like, why? <laughs> Whoa, don't want to get ahead of ourselves. That ball is going to be passed into the end zone. Yeah. I'd so... rather have this screen where we could potentially get four yards. Yeah, so to the Vikings fans, I understand the frustration, but what do you expect in a season where they had a record 
15 draft picks and no preseason. Uh, why are we so surprised? Let's let's give it about six more weeks and let's reevaluate at the halfway point. The Colts move to one and one on the season. My Panthers, I uh, just want to touch on a little bit. I'm optimistic at 0-2. I like where we're at. Our coaching is so good. The fact that I just don't think Teddy Bridgewater Bridgewater is very good because he threw like two interceptions, no touchdowns. Joe Brady, the OC, is unreal. Defense is young. They are the youngest defense in the league, but we're moving on. They do have Robbie Anderson, who has wonderful hair. That's all I wanted to say. And told the cop he was going to nut in his wife's eye. Well, it's a power move. The Chargers. (laughs) The Chargers, more specifically Anthony Lynn, their head coach, are actively trying to lampoon the franchise. So... Terod Taylor just decides that, no, I'm good. Justin Herbert gets into the game. The dude has a cannon. Unreal. I loved watching him. You could definitely tell there was some nerves out there. But it was something that I wanted to see. And the fact that Terod Taylor is in this position all the time, like, oh, he got hurt. Baker comes in. They win that Monday night game against the Jets. And then Anthony Lynn comes back and says, after the game, if Tyrod's healthy, he's our starter. Uh, Tyrod. Tyrod. If Tyrod's healthy, he's our starter. Have you? The dude goes 5 for 19 for 71 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, rushes for 75 yards and a touchdown, and they win 7 to 3. Yeah. Justin Herbert, he looked really good. He... You could tell he was nervous. Did you notice how many times he was going for the sideline or the end zone and got absolutely blindsided, clocked to the ground, which which was his own fault. He was still in bounds, but it was just good to see. Yeah, and I don't know. I like the Chargers. I like what they're doing, but pull yourself together. I don't know. Like, Terod Taylor's one of those guys, like, when a family pet's, like, really sick, and you're like... Oh, goes outside and like, what happened to Mittens? Oh, he went up to a family farm. Might want to take Terod Taylor up to a family farm. Leave Justin Herbert in there. Easton Stick won the uh, coin toss. I don't know if you saw that. So your recommendation to the L.A. Chargers is to take Terod Taylor to a farm. Yes. Okay. Hey, I just want to make sure I'm clearing, I'm hearing you correctly. The Dallas Cowboys won. They had a 0% chance of winning the game at one point, came back and won. And my two takeaways are the Falcons don't know what an onside kick is, (laughs) and Dan Quinn is just not a good coach. The only reason he was picked to be a head coach was because he had arguably one of the best defenses in NFL history. The Legion of Boom. Plus, they were just stacked. All 11 could have been Pro Bowlers that year. And teams that score 39 points and have zero turnovers up until this game were 440 and zero since 1933. Thanks, Atlanta, for ruining that one as well. The poor Falcons. Good for the Cowboys for not giving up. The Seattle Seahawks. Best game of the weekend, in my opinion. 35 31. Stopped them on the goal line as time expired. Cam Newton got stuffed. Russell Wilson is good. Yeah, he's really good. I don't I don't think I ever doubted him 
per se, but I feel like I always forget about him for some reason. It's like why do why do we always talk about Patrick Mahomes, Lamar? Yeah, they're the future. Russell's still very young and very talented. And he the first game, Pete Carroll was like mad because they didn't run the ball enough. Your quarterback was thirty one for thirty five for like three hundred and forty yards. There's probably a reason you didn't have to run the ball is because your quarterback's automatic. Same with this game, five touchdown passes, five different receivers. Yep, DK Metcalf had an excellent touchdown catch, which was really good to see. And the thing is that he doesn't have, like, Tyler Lockett's a good receiver. He's not big, though. DK Metcalf can only run in a straight line. They don't have a ton of talent compared to other teams, and Russ Wilson is just making them look great. Yeah, and early in the game threw a pick six and still came back and won. The Las Vegas Raiders showed off their new stadium on Monday Night Football with a 34-24 victory over Drew Brees and the Saints. First of all, congrats to the Raiders, who are off to a 2-0 start. Secondly, fuck the Monday Night crew and their stupid equipment that is putting players at risk of injury. Uh, Did you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, Jonathan Abram. Yeah, and and the crew like didn't even know what to say. They're just like, "Oh yeah, it's uh, hate to see that." It's like, move your giant crane. Why is it there? There's no, there's nobody there. Nobody likes Monday Night Football. It's dropping in popularity. Your yellow jackets are dumb. But all in all, impressive team win by the Raiders. <laughs> Saints got a little too cocky and comfortable, and Gruden didn't let off the gas pedal, which I love to see out of John Gruden. I wish my favorite team had a coach like him. I think Mike Zimmer is the opposite of John Gruden. Yeah, that's why I just said I wish my team had a coach like him. Dynamite drop in. Cleary's comments. Would you like to get us started, Matt? Yep. Hurricane Sally's in the news. It's creating a sharknado with alligators and eels and dropping them in places that they shouldn't be. Is this, is this for real? Yeah, and the last Sharknado just came out, so based on a true story. But imagine having, like, an eel in your backyard. An eel. Is this is this true that these animals are ending up in places they shouldn't be? Yeah. I saw alive? it on... Alive? I saw it on Fox News. Yeah, alive, swimming around in pools, being in the coast, hanging out. I mean, that, yeah, I guess don't live near hurricane country. If every human in the world just started jumping off skyscrapers, would we eventually adapt to grow wings and or fly? No. It's a terrible idea. Well, in Waterworld, he had gills. Yeah, you know how long it would take to evolve those gills? Well... Expansion and contraction, we all jump at the same time. One of us has to fly. Matt, this is actually one of my Cleary's comments. I want to be clear, this is a strong chicken and mentals podcast. So how am I supposed to tell our listeners to take care of their chicken and mentals when you're suggesting jumping off a building? How am I supposed to build off of the chicken and mentals brand, if you will, when you're suggesting jumping off buildings yeah but not for suicide for evolution well guess what's gonna happen the first one suicide 
Um, Take care of your chicken and mentals. Matt, quit being dumb. Okay, you're not going to like this next one then. Um, do you think anyone has had their insides sucked out of an airplane when they flush the toilet while sitting down still? Maybe. Probably not, but maybe. It scares me, so when I shit on an airplane, I just stand up and let her go. Oh, Matt talking about feces. What's new? He's eight. <laughs> okay. This is my idea for the week. I played this up to Jordan. It is a sitcom that I'm going to write called Single A. A-Y-E. It's about the Toronto Blue Jays Single A team. Single A. Minor League Baseball team where the manager is very clearly betting on the team, but it's somehow legal since he's in Canada. The players have to work other jobs to make ends meet. And there's an old player that refuses to retire because he can't afford the health insurance if he doesn't play for the team. Who's the protagonist? What is a protagonist? Who's the antagonist? What's an antagonist? What's what's the problem in your story? How do they get over it? What's the conflict? Uh, there's a lot of different. So there's the conflict is the manager is trying to actively lose some of the games. The players, there's going to be one player that doesn't speak any English. What's that person's name? Araldus Chapman. Okay. It's a work in progress, Jordan. Clearly. Very clearly. It's a good idea, though, right? So I've been avoiding doing the email cleanup, and at this point, it might just be a mass delete, including any and all important emails. And let's be honest, I don't have any important emails, so this should actually be a breeze. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm also going to start a support group for shitty fantasy sports managers called Tinkers Anonymous. This support group actually encourages drinking, and all we are going to do is just get really drunk and make terrible managerial decisions together. So, Which brings me to a great story I had over the weekend. I am playing DraftKings, and I thought I had done a $5 uh, 227 entrance. It was actually a $50. And, uh, Jordan, can you tell me what place I took out of 227 there? Uh, 227th. I lost by 14 points to the second-to-last person. Yikes. Everyone on my team just laid an egg. What sport was it? NFL. There was one guy... Multiple people that beat me with two players on their team. I think I need to retire. Olympics this week, we decided to do Olympics of worst jobs. So all the jobs out there that you hate and are absolutely terrible, we're going to do Olympics of worst jobs. Matt, get it started. My lost in the medal round is a nuclear engineer at Chernobyl. You probably died. Yeah, we probably did. At least it was, was it quick, you think? No, it was probably slow and painful from radiation poisoning. Have you seen the HBO special? It's terrifying and really good. What if you're in the blast zone? 
there wasn't really a blast zone. Mm. I, I clearly don't understand nuclear bombs. My lost in the middle round is a roofer. Imagine just baking in the sun all day, constantly testing your balance. I mainly chose this because it would not be ideal with a massive hangover. <laughs> so, and you roof- know, and you know, roofers are always hungover oh, too. Yeah, I would have to drink if I was breaking my back, pounding in nails all day. My bronze medalist is the guy that has to dress up as the Statue of Liberty for Liberty and insurance tax or whatever it's always on like the busiest corner and it's and their buildings right there like they're marketing themselves yet they have to have this poor guy standing in a very poor quality statue of liberty costume just waving at cars talk about a day ruiner i kind of like the costume marketing people i think it shows a lot of energy and it could be a lot of fun i like when it's like and a good costume. Oh, so you don't like America is what you're getting at. I don't like a shitty quality costume. Oh, did you walk up to the Statue of Liberty and say, oh, how's this so job back here? How's the hem over here? What it kind looks of material like they're wearing a blanket. And the guy is clearly sleeping half the time. Well, maybe you should get in there. I have a job. My bronze is a taxi driver. Imagine being a New York City taxi driver that just has the dirty car with the weird smell of cabbage in there, and you're just rotting your life away sitting in traffic. Or be absolutely miserable. Or you spent 30 years trying to get your medallion, which basically means you own the car or something like that. Oh, wow, you own a 1976 Buick. Congratulations. (laughs) You spend 30 years trying to do that, then Uber and Lyft comes out. Oh, God, I just went full Canadian. (laughs) Uber and Lyft comes out. (laughs) And you're like, well, there goes all of my customers. And let me be clear, I'm not saying Uber or Lyft drivers are my bronze medal because that's a lot different. Taxis suck. The only ones that use it are foreigners. Yeah, they're just the dirtiest fucking pieces of shit ever. My silver medal is a smog tester. I'm not entirely sure what a smog tester is. What do you know what smog is? It's doesn't stuff that comes out of the tailpipe of your car. Smog. I just I wrote not sure what it is, but I assume they just suck on tailpipes. So I'm assuming they die really early and they got to inhale a bunch of fumes. Well, to some people, that would be a dream job. My silver medal, a boxing trainer, specifically the spit bucket guy. Just a dirty job and degrading to get spat on for a living. Just not for me. You know what I'm talking about, right? Is it the guy, like the second guy in the corner? That not wow- the trainer trainer. It's the guy who brings the bucket up and the guy just like spits, spits his like mouth misses guard in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just gets spat on. Very degrading. My gold medal is a sixth grade band teacher. That would suck. That I, would suck. I, I was thinking about it, and because realistically, there's maybe one kid in that group of 30 to 40 kids that has played that instrument before. So you're giving a kid that has no idea how to play it. And a lot of those instruments, even when they're good, still sounds terrible. <laughs> 
and you got to teach a kid that has no coordination, no musical intuition at all to play a variety of musical instruments. Yeah, and you have to know all those instruments yourself. That's a lot of shit to learn. Yeah, I would have zero interest in doing that. And plus, I don't think you get paid that well. And a lot of people go to college for musical education. There's not that many band teachers in this world. No, very scarce. It's like going for Phi Ed. Yeah, it's awesome and probably a really easy major. Every school has like one or two of them. Not 65 that graduate every class. Very solid podium, Cleary. Good for you. My gold medal is foot job. I've never had one personally, but I, I just don't see the appeal. Like foot locker person? No, like a foot job. I thought this was the Olympics of worst jobs. <laughs> okay. And I just don't think a foot job would be very fun or... Sanitary, but that was, am I wrong? No, I, I love the creativity on that one. Gold medal, foot job, there it is for you people. Week two, mini helmet fantasy football. How did we end up? Um, I took the win last week, four to one, thanks to Tarod Taylor getting stabbed by the uh, trainer. It, it turns out as a podcast, we do not have hobo stab insurance. <laughs> So I lost last week 4-1, to one, maximum of two shots per loss. I drew 99 brand pineapples, and Paul, Mason, Grande, Carmel, LaCour. Let's get on to week three. Matt, your choice first. My quarterback will be Sam Darnold from the New York Jets. Good God. My quarterback this week will be Baker Mayfield for the Cleveland Browns. My running back will be Melvin Gordon. The old Denver Broncos. My running back will be Josh Jacobs. That's a good pick. Oakland Raiders. Or, oh, Las Vegas Raiders. Excuse me, baking powder. You're wearing an Oakland Raiders starter jacket that is at least four sizes too big for you. Yeah, so that would explain why I called them the Oakland My Raiders. My wide receiver, the Titans. Uh, I'm going to go with A.J. Brown. No idea if he's playing this week. I don't think he is, but Godspeed, brother. Jordan's wide receiver for week three mini helmet fantasy football. I drew the L.A. Chargers, and I'm going to go with my boy, Keenan Allen. My tight end. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Fuck, who does the Houston Texans staying in the division? I'm gonna go with Jordan Akins. Good first name, solid first name. Hands could use some work. My tight end, Buffalo Bills, Dawson Knox. My flex. Elvin Kamara from the New Orleans Saints. I tell you what, Matt, that's a solid flex pick right there. My flex pick this week, shit, the Miami Dolphins. I will pick Miami Dolphins wide receiver, Devontae Parker. Jesus Christ, why do the fucking fantasy gods hate me? We now welcome on Bismarck native and Division One 
hockey player for Minnesota State Mankato, Jared Spooner. I'm an idiot. All right, Spoons. You spent three years in Green Bay playing for the Gamblers of the USHL. Did you go to any Packers games? Absolutely. I actually got super lucky. My Bill family I stayed with had season tickets, and so I got to go to, I think, two or three each year. Oh, so, nice. uh, Packers games. I don't know if you know anything about Wisconsin, but uh, they bleed green and yellow over there. Yeah, I've, I've been up to Lambeau a couple times. It's definitely a sight to see. The city yes. of Green Bay in general, what are your thoughts? I mean, you went back there for, what, three years, so I'm assuming you like it. Is it the people you like, or was it the brand of hockey they're playing? Well, it was, uh, I'd say it's kind of a little bit of both. From an NFL standpoint, like it's obviously it's not a huge city like most of other NFL teams are, but it's, so it's got that kind of like small town feel, like you know, kind of blue collar Midwestern North, you know, like and so like that's what I love about it. Is people are super nice, and everybody kind of rivals around the Packers, the Packers and cheese. That's that's about all you need to know about Wisconsin. I guess <laughs> that's. Right. What about obesity? That's the city. <laughs> I don't know if I ran into too much obesity, but I'm just saying, yeah, the people are super nice, and obviously the hockey is great, too, so it's kind of uh, a win-win. So, playing, how'd you get to Mankato? I thought you were a Sioux guy through and through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. You're not North Dakota. You're, obviously, if you're not a North Dakota fan, you're definitely an outlier, but... Uh, just logistically, I wasn't your 18 year old sought after NHL prospect or even really on a college radar when I was, um, you know, 18, 17, 18 years old. So what happened is I played one year for the Bobcats. I was actually only in Green Bay for two, but so I played one four year for the Bobcats in Bismarck in the hometown. And ended up having a pretty decent year. Got to go to our top prospects event for the whole league, and that's where uh, Mankato spotted me. And they came out to watch a few times. Um, and then, uh, you know, I was getting recruited by a couple other schools. But logistically, when you think about it, even though I'm a North Dakota guy, I'm not your, you know, top end elite skill. I'm more of your third, fourth line guy that's going to be, you know, kind of do the dirty work. And that allowed me to. Um, you know, I really wasn't sought after by North Dakota um, when I was finally good enough to be a, a prospect for, for Division One schools. Okay. It makes more sense now that I think about it, but who would you yeah. say your game resembles? Ooh. I'd like to think uh, kind of like a you know Brad Marchand guy, kind of who, who can do it all, but he's uh, probably got a little more elite skill, top end skill than I, but just that kind of nasty in your face. Um, like my favorite player, um, used to always be Zach Parisi just because he, you know, he'd work extremely hard. Um, but he also had a little skill and so he'd chip in 
no, either way, but like I resembled uh, definitely Freezy's work ethic, especially when he was, uh, you know, at North Dakota. And uh, yeah, so it's kind of why I started wearing that one number eleven is because I, I used to always love watching that season. Oh, cool. Um, so last season you guys were coming in what ranked number two going into the NCAA tournament. Um, yep. kind of just the shit storm that was the whole NCAA. What was the process of, do, do you guys like think your season was going to get canceled when all this stuff started happening or were you guys blindsided or what was your whole team's thought process? We were like, okay, we're going to play or what, what was going through your guys' heads? Well, it's kind of weird. It's like, uh, we were getting ready to play our second round of our conference tournament playoffs and all of a sudden, I think, you know, we saw the like, NCAA March Madness. Was, there was a tweet out that said like, they're going to play without fans. And I was just like, I tried to picture March Madness without fans. And I'm like, I can't see that happening. And so, well, anyway, it was a Thursday. And we ended up uh, had a meeting. And they said, okay, our conference tournament, instead of playing a best of three, we're going to play. One game, one game tomorrow night on Friday, and then one game on Sunday um, against the winners of, of both teams that were going on. All of a sudden, ten minutes later, our athletic, athletic director comes in and says the conference tournament is canceled. And then, uh, then there's kind of waiting game. Okay, well, we're like, well, there's some hope we still get to play the NCAA tournament. And uh, you know, four or five hours later, everything is done. Oh, that that does suck. But uh, did you get any? Well, you were hurt last year going into it, right? Yeah. So about three weeks before that, I actually tore my meniscus, and so I was I was on crutches at that point and had surgery, and so I knew my season was done. But still, a lot of heartache because there was some guys that could have signed full contracts, you know, after their junior sophomore seasons, and they uh, decided to stay back to to have a chance to finish, you know, kind of what we started there, and that didn't happen. Because we, you know, you know, COVID kind of took that from us. So you got one more year of eligibility coming back then. Correct. So this is my senior season. Okay. Uh, what's it? What's this year looking like for you guys? So um, we just kind of started getting back on the ice, practicing, and um, you know, I think we're gonna have another good, good team. We have a, a veteran group. We definitely lost a lot, but we we bring in a lot too, and. Um, you know, with a with a old older senior class, um, I think we're going to do just fine. You know, we got our we got our goalie back, and he's one of the best goalies in the country, and that always makes a big difference. Um, but just our team just keeps getting closer and closer. You know, it's a really good group of guys, and I think that makes uh, it makes for a great um, you know a great chance at success. Okay. Um. So, are you going to guarantee a national championship? No, I'm not going to guarantee it, but um, I'm not going to not going to lie to you and say that we don't have what it takes. But it's just a matter of putting putting the pieces uh, pieces together, um, and you know, a lot of the timing too. You got to be playing your best hockey at, at the end of the year when it matters, and uh, you know, hopefully, we can just. Keep climbing, climbing, and peak at the right time, and hopefully put put it on together. All right. So I know you've played at like what three NHL training camps or prospect camps. Yeah, I went to two uh, two camps. Okay. Um, 
I love name drops. So who is the best player you've played with and against? Ooh. I'd probably say when I was uh, a freshman, um, Kyle Connor was at uh, uh, Winnipeg's development camp, and so I got to play against him. Um, playing with I mean, there's definitely some guys in the NHL that uh, in the scrimmages at Winnipeg's camp. But I'd probably, I'm going to go say with my teammate last year, probably Mark McHale. He's uh, he just signed with Vancouver. And, uh, you know, I think he's going he's gonna to step into the NHL next year and make, make some noise. Speaking of going to the say, NHL uh, next year, is that what we can expect from you, or what are your plans after college? Well, we'll, uh, we'll see. I definitely need uh, to have a good year um, to you know, make that a reality. But I think a lot of things have to go right. My body has to hold up. And, uh, you know, it's definitely a goal of mine. And so I, I would love to, you know, if uh, the Lord wills it, uh, that will be done. Hey, Spooner. Jordan here. I got a two-part question for you. First part, Big Spoon or Little Spoon? Big spoon or little spoon? Well, I'm, uh, you know what I mean? Well, it's not really me, you know? I've uh, definitely, um, let's say, lived that lifestyle at some point in my life, but uh, I made some big changes recently and, uh, you know, stopped uh, treating women like, like crap. I can respect that. Okay, never mind that yeah. question. <laughs> Second question. My opinion. Favorite hockey saying, example, mine is tape to tape. Oh, probably pucks in deep because I'm oh. a third, fourth line grinder and you know, you just got to get pucks in deep. Oh, my God. I love it when you say pucks in deep like that. It just it comes off the tongue real nice. It, I mean, <laughs> you've seen Letterkenny, the Riley and Jonesy. Did you ever play with guys that were so stereotypical junior hockey guys that it just hurt you inside a little bit? There's, you know, yes. Like I, that's what you, when you when you ask me, you know, that question about like, what's my favorite fucking saying? I mean, like, come on, not all not all guys talk like that, but there's a few that, especially when you start like, remember, like, just beauty or beauty, just some soft, like all that nonsense. Uh, you know, there's some guys that kind of really bought hard into that, and definitely. Okay. thought it made them uh, cooler. And, uh, yeah, I've cringed a few times. That's not why. So do you need an agent, or where are you at with that? Do I need one? Yeah, we're starting a little agency here. We got a maybe an NFL player, but probably not an XFL nope. player that really doesn't want to have anything to do with us. But we're on the radar of them. I mean, we asked. We're like, we're on the fringe athletes. Fringe athletes. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm always saying I'm so bad, sorry. Second part of my question, uh, how is the Indy 500? <laughs> I'm not at the Indy 500, but on a college campus, some guys are like loud trucks and loud motorcycles. Uh, where were we? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Back to, do you need an agency? 
I need an agency. Well, I do have an agency. Okay, well, if that falls through, you got my number. Last question to finish this up. Who wins the Stanley Cup this year and why? Oh, that's a tough uh, tough question. I think it's a great matchup. Um, I would like to see Dallas win because I have uh, a buddy that's the backup goalie for Dallas right now. Okay. But uh, my gut tells me that the winner will be Tampa Bay Lightning because uh, John Cooper, I think he's just a great coach. He, he's, the guys play well for him. You know, just, just seeing some media stuff, like he, he motivates the guys well. The guys love playing for him. And uh, I think that's a necessary ingredient. You've got to be able to run through a wall for your coach. And I think, uh, I think they're going to do it. I think, yeah, I think Tampa Bay's do. They've been good for so many years. I think they're just bound to win one now. Yeah. All right, Spoon, that's all for we sure. got for you. So uh, thanks for coming on. We'll be in touch. Sounds good, thanks. Yep. Thanks, Spooner. All right, sports fans, that's our show for this week. Thank you, Jared, for joining us. Good luck on your season. Godspeed. Subscribe to us on Apple, follow us on Spotify, and hey, if you're into social media, we got Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you wanted to see us anytime, just Google NBNH Podcast. You'll find us, all our social medias, wherever you can listen to it. Coming up this week, we go to Fargo. Jordan and I are going to take a quick road trip on Saturday. Can't wait to tell you all about it. And as always, okay, let's party.